Welcome back to the We Know Fantasy Podcast. I am Nate with We Know Fantasy, and I am joined here as always. Well, I guess it's not as always as last week. He uh, left me here in the freezing uh, tundra of northeastern Pennsylvania to go to sunny Florida. It's a fancy fro. How are you today, fro? I'm doing all right. It is. It feels like it's been a long time since I've been on a podcast. I feel like I've kind of been uh, so busy with the real, real world life thing that some some of us call reality. But it's it's good to be back, talk some football, kind of get those those football juices flowing, especially with two weeks left in the season. Well, the fancy season, the regular season. But uh, the, the sunny Florida wasn't that sunny. It was actually very cloudy as I was there. But it was still much better than living here in Pennsylvania <laughs> for the weekend. It was a great time. Had a lot of fun. Beautiful area. Great, great food, great drinks. But let's talk some football. Yeah, I was going to say, last week when you were gone, it was, you know, I woke up one morning, it was 7 degrees. <laughs> you know, another morning, 11 degrees when you were down in Florida. So I'm not too jealous about your cloudy mornings in uh, <laughs> in Florida. So uh, you're not getting any pity from me over here. But uh, like I said, my name is Nate with We Know Fantasy. I can be found on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at We Know Fantasy Fro. Where can people find you? Find me on Twitter at Fantasy Fro. And as always. Always visit our website for some more fancy football content. We have some great weekly series on there from our great group of contributors, as well as breaking news by our uh, contributors, Cody, Steven, Brian, Megan, Nick, and Mike. Uh, every Monday night, I come back with one of those contributors for the Monday Night Waiver Wire Wishlist podcast. And every Thursday night is the We Know Fantasy Contributors podcast, where three of the group of contributors come on to give you different perspectives different voices to hear, and it's different topics. Um, and if you are a fancy sports nut and looking for a place to you know, publish your work and publish your passion, we are looking for writers across all sports. So hit us up on our DMs if you're looking to uh, find a place like that. But uh, let's move on here past the introduction. Let's talk about what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about what to do with your team now. If you are one of those people who are eliminated from your playoffs, if it's not possible for you to make it to your playoffs, what do you do for the rest of the season? Do you give up? Uh, is there anything left playing for? We're going to give our, star, our some start and sits. We're going to give some rapid fire uh, flex option questions from the both of us. And then we're going to talk some uh, uh, divisional winners as well as we're approaching week 12 of the fantasy football and NFL season, which is crazy to say. We are approaching the three quarter uh, way mark through the season, which is absolutely nuts. But how about we uh, kick things off here, Fro, with uh, what to do with your fantasy football team if you are. Uh, pretty much statistically eliminated from the playoffs. And uh, I'll kick it off here. Uh, once you're eliminated, it, it, you know, it's heartbreaking. You, once you realize you're not making the playoffs, you're not in the contention for your whatever your league title is, maybe you have a trophy, a belt, a ring, or that pro, you know that, that cash pool that you're, you're really playing for, what is there to do? What can you possibly do? And, and Fro, uh, let's, talk about, let's talk about redraft. You know, we're both typically redraft guys. What is the first thing you do? Uh, when you're a redraft guy and you're eliminated from your playoff. Well, I mean, I don't really get eliminated from the well, playoffs very often. Yeah, we're not one of those guys. <laughs> now, once in a while, once in a while, once in a blue moon, I do I do like blue moon. But uh once in a while I do get <laughs> I do get eliminated from the playoffs. Actually, one of my leagues I I probably like teetering right now. But um what if you get eliminated and you're you're you kind of like just don't quit, just don't completely quit altogether because one it's it's not fair for the other players in the league. And two, you kind of have a chance to, to like you're playing somebody who, who does have a chance to get the playoffs or maybe they are in the playoffs. You can beat them. You can knock them down a seed. You could, you know, kind of 
Maybe another thing is grabbing guys off the waiver wires, grabbing them so other players who do want to go in the playoffs can't get them. You know, kind of block them, make it difficult for them. Because chances are, if you're in a league, you're probably in a league with your friends, and you're probably a smack talker with your friends. So back it up a little bit. Don't make it as easy for them. Just because you're out of the playoffs doesn't mean you can't have an impact on how the, the playoffs finish. Yeah, this here is going down the route of, you know, you want to, like he, like the fro just said, you're playing with your workmates, you're playing with your friends, or, you know, your college roommates, your your uh, anyone, people you associate daily with uh, most of the time, uh, and you want to uh, get in their heads. You want to uh, get that, you know, running back, that burst on the scene because the starter went down injured. Uh, you get that guy in the waiver wire, even though you maybe you're three and seven at this point, or three and eight, whatever it would be. You get that running back, and these guys are like, "Why would you do that? Why would you bet? You're you're, you're not into the, you're not into uh, you're not in the playoffs. They're all flustered. They have nothing to do." And you get that, you know, you get that sense of I, I did something. I have an impact on this. And you just don't want to give out easy wins. You know, you played hard up until this point. You had some you had those three or four wins against teams that were fighting for the playoffs that may be in the playoffs or may not be in the playoffs. But you also get that chance to knock people out of the playoffs, knock them down a seed. You just don't want to give people, you know, these easy outs. And it's just a sense of you just gonna have to keep going. Don't be that guy who just who just throws a towel in and just quits setting their lineup, quits, you know, putting waiver wire transactions. Just keep going. It's a commitment. You made the commitment when you started the league and uh, just finish it out, guys. You're almost done. Just so keep going. And uh, another thing here is. Uh, in my house league, we actually give out uh, one third of the prize money to the team with the highest scoring. That was the highest scoring team across the entire season, and we've had uh, examples throughout the entire through through our history. We're about two, maybe ten years deep in this league, uh, if not more, where the highest scoring team hasn't even made the playoffs because they're you know they're the, the highest scoring. Uh, they have the highest amount of points against as well. So I think it's an achievement in itself to be the highest scoring points for team as well. So that's why we implemented this, you know, points for. So uh, this could be something if your league has something like this where you could continue to play this. You could be eliminated from the playoffs, but you could be pushing here for some prize money. I don't know if you have you ever played in a league like this, Fro? Yeah, so we actually I'm in a league this year, my first time Um, every week. Whoever the highest score is, you get five dollars of, you know, the percentage of the five dollars of the pot every single week. And I ended up winning two of them this year. And it's a nice little, little perk, you know, it gives you some motivation to win. And even, even if you're out, um, even if you don't have the best team, even if your team is inconsistent, like me who has, you know, Chris Guywood and Mike Evans on the same team. And when they both do really good, I usually win that week, but if they do both do really bad, I usually lose that week. So it definitely keeps it interesting and that'll keep everybody motivated through the whole season. Yeah. And there's a sense of pride too. You don't want to be that team that finishes last or bottom, you want to finish as good as, as well as you could. You want to be that person who's like, I was a spot before the playoffs cut off or something like that. So just keep going, guys. And uh, and besides the redraft things where, you know, things are just over for you, there's a lot of dynasty players as well. And there's a lot more in dynasty aspect of being eliminated from playoffs. Let's talk about a little bit like that. Uh, in terms of dynasty, I know we're rather new dynasty players over here, uh, both the Fro and I. But uh, what is there to do for us, uh, Fro, if we are to be eliminated from the playoffs in the Dynasty League? And uh, we can, uh, uh, what can we do moving forward here? Yeah, so if you're completely out of, you know, the playoffs, you have no chance to make the playoffs right now, you know, then you can, you can sort of start looking ahead, kind of see where your draft pick is going to be, maybe start planning, you know, what position you need the most in the upcoming draft. Maybe you've made some draft 
trades already, you know, kind of figure that out. Or you can start selling, you know, your your high end assets, your players that maybe they're getting a little bit older, and chances are you're not going to win next year. So maybe sell that player now, how their volume their value is high, versus you know somebody who maybe is trying to win this year, trying to win the championship. You know, maybe trade a guy like say your first round pick. I don't know, Alvin Kamara. You know, trade him. Maybe try to turn that into a first and a second round pick, just because you absolutely know you're not going to win this year, and then maybe next year. You kind of come in, you're doing much better, and you start you're a buyer at the end of the year instead of a seller. Yeah, there could be this thing where you look at your roster and you realize your draft didn't go well. Your first two picks were an absolute miss, and you could turn, say, an Alvin Kamara into two first or a first and second. You get this restart on your on your team because this draft, this 2020 draft is special. We've been saying this for a while, but this is a lot of what's happening here at this point of the year. In, in dynasty people are trying to you know revamp their teams trying to ramp up for the playoffs trying to get as many assets as can so this is a time to really trade a dynasty uh i'm not too sure what the dynasty you know trade deadline looks like in most leagues i think ours the one of the fro and i are in is uh this week uh, along with most fancy football, uh trade deadlines so uh pay attention put your trade offers in this is the time you're gonna get those crazy trade packages you know the guy who just lost Say uh, your guy who was in first second place lost his Marlon Mack. He needs a running back for the for the uh, playoffs, and you're sitting there with maybe an Zeke Elliott or a Le'Veon Bell even, and you can offer him for a first round, a first and second, maybe two first for an Ezekiel Elliott, something like that, and you can really uh, you know set yourself up for the future very well with something like that. But uh, before we move on, how how are you doing this year? This is our first year doing Dynasty. How are you doing this year in a uh, Dynasty there, uh, Fro? Yeah, so the dynasty has been really fun. You know, yeah, we have a couple of your friends, a couple of my friends from college in the uh, in the league, and it's been a good time. You know, early in the year we are kind of talking smack. We have our little group chat there. We can we can make our trades, do it, whatever we want. I made that big trade at the beginning of the season that everybody on Twitter agreed that I got the the high end of that one, and I still think I did because Alvin Kamara is doing even worse than people expecting him this year. But I'm actually so this has actually been a really uh, interesting league for me. Because I started, I believe, 0-4 in this league, and I'm now 6-5 and and in, in contention to make the playoffs right now. So it's been a weird league because I have I spent high draft picks on Stephon Diggs and Brandon Cooks. That was kind of like my my big, you know, build around those two players. And they both have been, well, but Diggs is finally getting going, but Brandon Cooks has done absolutely nothing all year. You know, Stephon Diggs has been very streaky beginning of the season. He didn't do anything. So it's just been... It's just been so nitpicky. You have to really dig and try to find which guys to start. And then you have guys. I also have guys like Chase Edmonds, who goes off one week on my bench, or Dallas Goddard or Pollard on my bench. And it's just super hard because there's so many more players that are going to do well. You just don't know. So it's just, it's a whole different game, but it's, it's all about learning. Yeah. Like we said, we're rather new people to this kind of done or to fantasy football. Uh, I drafted with the intention of, you know, competing more, more years down the road. And somehow I'm seven and four sitting in third place with about the third most points scored. And like the said, it's hard because a lot of your bench, the younger guys. So you had the likes of DK Metcalf on my bench or a Debo Samuel who's, who's turning on now, but they have those games where they go off and early in the season. And you're like, I got to play this guy. I got to play this guy. But then you have your likes of your, your Chris Godwin's, excuse me, or your Mike Evans, you're Amari Cooper, so you're like, oh, they have a bad matchup. I need to plug this guy in, and then they, they, they don't do anything. So it's a learning process. 
but it, it's been fun. So I'm really excited about the future of, uh, of Dynasty here on the We Know Fantasy podcast as we both get more and more into this. But uh, let's move on here in the podcast sense of things. Let's move over to our start and sits in the week. Uh, how many do you have for this week, Fro? Three? I Two? do have three. I have three. three. Yes, sir. All right. I have four. So I'll kick this off so it, it goes well here with four to three. So my quarterback this week is Sam Darnold. He's been playing rather well as of late. Um, had a very big week last week, I believe, against the uh, Washington against Washington. And let's see, who does he have this week? I know he had, he ends the season was a, with a very well, uh, a very nice schedule. Yeah, last week he had twenty six point four two fantasy points. The week before that against the Giants, he had twenty one point seven. So that stretch there where he had about twelve interceptions in four games is behind him. He has Oakland this week, who has given the seventh most fantasy points to opposing teams. Then he has Bengals after that, who who gives the third, and then Miami gives the fifth uh, most fantasy points after that. So Sam Darnold is in line here for a great fantasy finish. And this week, of course, against that Oakland secondary, who has given a lot of points, I'm all on board with Sam Darnold here. Uh, there was a stretch there. I was all on board. Then I was kind of off with how poor he was playing, how poor the Jets were playing. But things are looking good, and I'm a back on that Sam Darnold train. All right. Speaking of a little, a little risky, a little inconsistency. My quarterback must start of the week. We're going with Mr. Baker Mayfield. Whoa. Yeah. So uh, he uh, he's playing the Dolphins this, this week, who have allowed the fourth most fancy points to quarterback. So that in itself is going to be kind of easy. You know, there's no Miles Garrett on the other side of the ball. So if Miami starts scoring, Baker's going to have to throw the ball a lot more. He's actually thrown two touchdowns in back-to-back weeks for the first time. Well, he, for the entire first nine weeks of the season, he's throwing no more than one touchdown a game, and now he's throwing back-to-back two touchdowns. So I think he gets it going this week. I mean, if you're if you're really hurting for a quarterback, which you know there's there are four more teams on buys this week, it's very possible you are. Baker Mayfield is a very solid streamer. Yeah, there's a lot of big names, uh, a lot of good teams on by this week. So there's a lot of big names on by. So uh, a lot of great uh, fancy options need to be plugged in. And Baker Mayfield is a guy who's not really available. He was, he was drafted as a very high uh, quarterback, a lot of high hopes out of that guy who hasn't performed rather well. So he's probably sitting there on your waiver wire. He could be a, a nice play. He's a guy I looked into as well with that juicy Miami uh, opponent this week. Moving forward, I'm going to go with my running back here. I'm going Tevin Coleman. You know, traditionally we like to stay with like lesser owned players. I know Tevin Coleman is, you know, is a very owned. He's like 95% owned in most leagues. Uh, I mean, in most formats, but he hasn't been performing well after that, that huge uh, four touchdown game against the Panthers. He hasn't topped 10 fantasy points since. Um, so he's been struggling since. I think this is the week they get back on the, back on that, on that horse. They play the Packers. The Fortnite's play the Packers this week. Primetime Sunday night football. They, they couldn't run the ball against the Cardinals last week, which was, you know, it was crazy. They could not move the ball on the ground at all. They tried for the first quarter. They had two total yards to the first quarter. They totally abandoned that, and then Jimmy G went off for like 424. Um, but uh, the Packers are very, very bad against the run. I think they're third. They've allowed the third most fancy points to opposing running backs. Uh, Tevin Coleman, of course. Uh, Matt Breed is probably going to miss that game. Uh, we saw... We saw Wilson score that game-winning touchdown against the Arizona Cardinals. Raheem Mostert, of course, is going to get his touches. But with the main, you know, the main person uh, uh, outside of Tevin Coleman that steals touches, Matt Breida getting out of the mix with with his injury. I think Coleman has a great week here against the uh, 
Green Bay Packers, who are also rather poor against the running back out of the backfield, uh, where Coleman also shines. I think Coleman has a very well, uh, very good week. The 49ers are also at home, and it's a, it's a, it's a game they need to win uh, with a very tough uh, schedule uh, down the stretch here uh, with the with the uh, NFC West title in 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 uh, on the line. So uh, I think Coleman has a very good week as well. Oh yes, Tevin Coleman has turned out pretty nice since coming back from that injury. So, for my second must start of the week, going with Jalen Samuels going up against the Bengals, who've allowed the fourth most points to running backs. Some things that make fancy, some things about fancy are very simple, and playing a running back against the Bengals is one of those. So, you got to start Samuels this week. I don't think James Conner is going to be playing. He's going to get the bulk of the carries. He's a guy that was easily available in 50% of leagues probably about a week or two ago. I don't know why people haven't picked him up with all the injuries that, that the Steelers have had at running back. So Jalen Samuels, get him in your lineup this week. Yeah, he's probably still out there ready available. James Conner's not going to play. So Jalen Samuels, he had that, what was it, two weeks ago when James Conner was out, had that fantastic week, was a DFS steal, yep. very cheap. Uh, so make sure you have him. Uh, in your lineups this week and go get him if he's available in your league. Uh, moving on, my wide receiver, my wide receiver to play this week is DK Metcalf against you know the Froze Philadelphia Eagles. Yep. Sorry to say it, unfortunately, but uh, against uh, top ten uh, uh, defenses uh, in terms of uh, fancy points allowed uh, against uh, in the last two, DK Metcalf has scored fourteen point eight points to Atlanta and twenty four points against uh, Tampa Bay. And the Philadelphia Eagles have allowed the fifth most uh, fantasy points to opposing wide receivers this week. Uh, the game's in Philly, is it not? Or is this a London it, game? No, this is in Philly. It's in Philly? Okay. Uh, yep. Okay. For some reason, my phone's in uh, Western yeah. time. So. No, yeah, this I'm is not in, sure what's going on here. Philly. It's in Philly. Okay, but still, the Eagles secondary doesn't travel, doesn't, doesn't perform at home. No matter where you go, the Eagles secondary is rather poor. Uh you know, Russell Wilson is on a tear right now, MVP level. The uh, Seahawks are trying to keep pace with the one-loss 49ers uh, for the NFC West title. Uh, you, they're probably going to be passing all over the Eagles, especially with that pretty stout run defense they have. Yeah, um, good. They have been good there. So expect DK Metcalf uh, opposite. Uh, opposite. Why am I blanking here, Fro? Why am I blanking here? DK. Oh, DK Metcalf's probably going to go up either against Jalen Mills or uh, Darby. Okay. okay. One of those Who, two. Whoever he goes against, probably not too good. Probably going to have a good game. So uh, expect DK Metcalf to go off. And uh, I'm not sure what the DFS outlook looks for him. I'd expect it to be cheap. But with a name like DK Metcalf, I think he's going to be a little more expensive than we expect. But in terms of uh, fantasy football, I, I'd plug him into your lineup this week. Yeah, and uh, Tyler Lockett, he's, he's expected to play. But obviously he's in the slot, so he'll probably eat against the Eagles regardless. But the Eagles defense actually has been stepping up a little bit recently, I think, just because we're getting healthy. Uh, we actually pretty much shut out the Patriots for the most part. The best of defense has played all season, so we're happy with that. But Russell Wilson's a kind of a different monster than Tom Brady. He can make things happen. The Eagles can't really cover guys for that long. So we'll have to see what happens in that one. But for my must-start wide receiver, I'm going with, the Raiders, Hunter Renfro, first the Jets, who have allowed the second most points to wide receivers. Hunter Renfro's actually got five or more targets the last three weeks. So if you're in, you know, if you're if you have 
wide receivers on bye weeks and you need them, you need someone to fill in. Hunter Renfro really has a good opportunity to have a really big week this week. You know, 15 or more points just plugs you in as a, a waiver ad. It really wouldn't be too shabby. Yeah, he's a guy that, you know, he's been very sneaky under the radar. He doesn't do a lot, he doesn't do things like flashy. But he does things well and puts up a lot of fancy points. He's a guy that you know is frequent on the waiver wire wish list. He uh, appears often cheap DFS ad- assets. So Hunter Renfro gets a very nice matchup this week. So he's a guy I will be targeting as well. But I'm going to go here with a with a tight end to play this week. And here's one for you, Fro. Dallas Goddard, Philadelphia Eagles. Go Birds. Going against Seattle Seahawks, who have actually given the seventh most fancy points to opposing tight ends. And Goddard has seen five, at least five targets in uh, three straight games uh, thus far. And, of course, he had that touchdown last week against the Patriots. He's, uh, I'm not sure of the statistics at this point, but he's keeping pace with Zach Ertz in terms of fantasy football output. Um, the Eagles are running a lot of, a lot of two tight end sets. Uh, I think, uh, you know, a lot of that coverage there, maybe, you know, you, you, you see that focus on the Zach Ertz and that leaves Goddard a lot more open, but I want to assume that, you know, this Seahawks defense isn't, isn't the same in the past that Legion of boom. It's nothing near that at all. Um, there's some, there's some talent there, of course, but it's not anywhere near that. So I think this could be a, a sneaky high scoring game, uh, where we can see a lot of chances in the red zone. We'll see if, uh, Carson Wentz can hit some, uh, open receivers this week you think that can happen for us bro yeah that's really smart and um <laughs> no i mean that's that's very smart because i mean nobody else on this freaking team can catch the damn ball you know so you gotta go to guy i mean goddard's kind of been up and down too but you got you gotta go to guys i mean alshon's been hurt terrence Broles is out for the year you know and carson wentz throwing the ball 40 times a game and nobody's holding on to it so you're right we're using a lot of two tight end sets and goddard's been you know he's very touchdown dependent he's some once in a while he gets those big plays but any in any other tight end you know you're looking at you're literally just throwing darts i think goddard has a little bit more a little better ceiling and floor than a lot of those other guys you'd be throwing darts at anyways of course of course but uh let's move on to a different type of segment we haven't really done this before in a and on this podcast, it's gonna, we're going to do some rapid wa- rapid fire flex questions. We each have five for each other, and it's it's just that we're going to give five. Uh, what we've come up with uh, flex options. Uh, we're gonna, we're going to presume this is a twelve man PPR league, uh, and a flex, a normal flex, not a two flex. This is a normal flex uh, option. If you have one, you have one roster spot left on your team. And you have to start uh, start or set this player that we're going to rattle off to each other. Um, simple as that. You either say yes or no and give a quick explanation. I guess I'll, I'll go first. I'll ask my questions to the fro, and then he'll ask my, his questions to myself. You ready for this, fro? All right, let's go. Oddly enough, we'll start off here with a uh, Philadelphia Eagle. So, Alshon Jeffrey versus the Seattle Seahawks. Start or sit? Uh, I'm going to sit because I don't even think he's going to play. And if he does, he's probably going to be more of a decoy because his ankle injury. Okay, simple enough. Curtis Samuel versus the New Orleans Saints. Start or sit? I'm going to start. I think this could be a, a sneaky, high-scoring game, and I think they get it going here. Curtis Samuels has some big games, a little inconsistent, but he has enough upside for me. All right. Here's a juicy matchup with the Darius Geis versus the Detroit Lions. Start or sit? Oh, man. That's, I was actually I was going to say sit, but the more I think about how bad that Lions run defense is, I think you got to start him. Chances are you need a running back, you're starting him. All right, Tyler Boyd, you know, he's been down a little bit versus the Pittsburgh Steelers, starter sit. 
fire him up. He's almost a must-start for me. Any slot receiver against the Steelers, you have to start him. All right, and finally here, the boomer bust Robbie, Robbie Anderson versus the Oakland Raiders. Starter sit. Oh, man, that's tough. I wanted to believe so much in, Ro- in <laughs> Robbie Anderson. But uh, I think I got to go with start. I got to go with start because, you know, I do agree that this schedule is getting very soft. And eventually, eventually, Darnold's got to get it going, right? We only can hope so. We can only hope so. But all right, Fro. All right, so my here. Here we go. So my top five. Here we go. And just just a little little thing disclaimer here. All these all these uh, five guys, at least for me personally, these are all decisions I'm been struggling to uh, to start this week. So this whatever Nate tells me here, I am going with. So uh, if I lose this week, it's on. It's on him. Don't do that. It's on him. (laughs) So all right, hot topic, hot waiver wire topic. Jonathan Williams, start or sit. All right, this depends if Jordan Wilkins is back this week. I don't know if he will be. If he is, he will be phased. He's been out for a while. I'm going to start here. All right, and Mr. Juju Smith-Schuster. Ugh, what a horrible season. Uh, it's so hard here uh, with a name like that, but I, I'm going to have to say Sit. I don't think you can play him anymore. All right, and now Cole Beasley, who's actually helped me quite a bit this year, but a tough matchup against the Broncos. Yeah, but this is a PPR machine. He's going to get his targets. I think you have to you have to play this guy, especially 12-man PPR league. Cole Beasley, love this guy. If you're, if you're a fan of the B-team article I drop every Saturday night, you know I love myself some Cole Beasley, so fire the man up. All right, and then his quarterback, Josh Allen. Josh Allen, uh, you know, he's uh, had a lot of rushing upside the last few games. Denver Broncos, a touch, tough matchup game. I'm going to say I'm going to say go with it for the rushing upside. All right, and last but not least, another waiver wire hot topic, Bo Scarborough. Was last week legit, or was it a fluke? Uh, I want to stay away from this Detroit Lions backfield. I can't trust it. I was a Ty Johnson believer at one point, and that burned me a lot, so I'm going to go sit here. All right, <laughs> my lineups will be set. <laughs> Win or lose, it's on you. <laughs> yeah, what I all I need is some more uh, Twitter hate, don't I? <laughs> <laughs> I'll be tweeting you on Monday. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Uh, but uh, to end the show here, let's talk about who we uh, expect to uh, win out on the divisions here. You know, the last few podcasts we've been ending with a little bit of some uh, real-life football content opposed to some fantasy football content. We've been enjoying that, so let's uh, finish that off here. Uh, some of these uh, divisions we can presume to be one like the AFC East. Patriots have that pretty locked down. You know, the, the Bills are 7-3, and three, which is very weird to say, honestly, but they're not catching the Patriots. The AFC West, we have the Chiefs at seven and four, Raiders at six and four. Any chance the Raiders can catch the Chiefs here? Wow, I mean, wouldn't we love to see that? I know they're playing. I think it's next week. I know they're playing really soon. Um, but uh, I think you have to go with the Chiefs. I, I just can't imagine a world where the Chiefs aren't winning the AFC West and somehow these Raiders win. It, it would be a quite a, a big upset. But I think the Chiefs squeeze it out. Yeah, I think uh, the football world would love to see the Raiders do this, but uh, it's a half a game now. Uh, let's see, the Chiefs have their bye week this week, so we'll see how it ends up after this week. It could be even. Uh, who did I say the Raiders have? I think they have a rather easy matchup this week. Um, the Jets. We'll They're playing the Jets. Yeah. That'll be interesting. So it could be a 7-4, yep. you know, lock across uh, atop the AFC West. But like you said, it's hard to believe the Chiefs will falter to the Oakland Raiders, but what a what a scene that would be. The AFC North is all but locked up for the for the uh, Baltimore Ravens. And the AFC South, 
we may have a three-way race here. The Colts are at six and four, Texans are six and four, and then the Titans are, are right there with five and five. Who do you like here in the AFC South? Oh, this this is actually probably the hardest, you know, hardest to, to predict. Even in the beginning of the year, every single team has just been, you know, they're always had a shot, had a shot. Yeah, always has a shot. Obviously, once Andrew Luck went out, I, I believe the uh, the Texans are kind of that team. But I mean, don't don't give up on on that Colts. I mean, Brissett has been good. It, it's gonna really. I mean, they lost Mac, and then they have Ty. Can't you know? Can't stay healthy. They have a great great coaching staff. But I think with all those injuries, I would have to say. Colts end up getting second. Texas win with the Deshaun Watson at the helm. Yeah, I have to go with the best quarterback in the in this division. It's Deshaun Watson. I think the Texans pull this through, and the Colts uh, finish in second. I think they get a. I uh, think they come through with a with a wild card wild card spot out of it. Well, who who knows? Because it would be pretty much between uh, the second place team in the AFC South and the second place team in the AFC West. Because we we assume the Bills will get a will get a wild card spot there with a seven three record, so be interesting there to see in the AFC. Let's move over to the NFC, uh, NFC East. I know this is close to you. The Eagles are a game back from the Cowboys, six and four Cowboys, five and five Eagles. Any chance your your uh, Eagles there catch the Cowboys? All right, so I'm going to go with a little history here. Okay, I'm actually, I'm actually going to fade history. I'm going to fade history. Um, on paper, the Cowboys have a much better team. They're their quarterback's much better. Their receivers are much better. They catch the ball. The Eagles are kind of trending backwards. You know, they blew a big lead to the Patriots. They couldn't. They scored ten points real early. And they couldn't score anymore. They can't catch the ball. They can't catch a break. So on paper, it kind of looks like the Cowboys are going to run away with this. But the Cowboys have a history of blowing chances, choking. But that will happen again. Do, do you really think it will? Maybe it will. I guess we'll find out. We also have a different look. Dak Prescott here is leading the league in passing yards, just threw for 444. Uh, but this is the NFC East where it's always down to the wire. We have that, what is it, Week 16 Cowboys at Eagles. That's going to be a heck of a game. Can't wait for that one. That'll be huge. Uh, this, this is going to come down. To, I think this may come down to that game to decide this division. I can't wait for that one. I'm going to go Cowboys, though. I think that, that team is more complete. Uh, but I, like I said, I think it comes down to that game. It's going to be a fun one. NFC West, we have my 49ers versus the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, I'll take this one. I think the Seahawks do this. I think they're a better football team. But then again, the 49ers had all the chances in the world to win that football game last Monday night. I guess it's been two Monday nights ago. Uh, if they had George Kittle or even a, or even Emmanuel Sanders in that game, they had, I think it was something like six drop passes that would have resulted in at least 100 yards in that game game something like that something crazy they would have won that game regulation and of course they had that you know russell russell wilson's only second interception of the season they, they had robbie gold one of the, the the surest uh uh surest uh kickers in football was out so they had this rookie off the street kicking and absolutely shanked one of the worst game winning attempts i've seen in my entire life that thing wasn't close broke my heart completely i was devastated you should have seen me laying on my living room floor like a little child crying my eyes. I wasn't actually crying, but <laughs> I was close. I was close. You know, that 9-0 just would have would have felt so good. But uh, you know what? I'm switching. I'm going Niners. I hate to I hate I hate <laughs> to pick switch. My, I, I hate to pick my team. That's the only reason I pick the Seahawks, but I'm going with it. I know they have a tough they have a tough schedule here. You know, they have the Saints, the Seahawks again, the Packers, uh, the Ravens, even the Falcons look good. Uh the Rams even look better for the rest of the season, but 
I'm believing it. Faithful. Here we go. Fortnite's empire. Who do you have for the NFC West? Yeah, I'm going to keep it simple. 49ers, they're my uh, my pick for the, to rep the NFC in the Super Bowl. I'm sticking with it. Seattle is great. Russell Westbrook. Russell, why did I do it every time? <laughs> Russell Yeah, you've Wilson, done that a few times in the pod. <laughs> Russell Wilson is is great. But uh, I'm going with the coaching staff for uh, for the 49ers. That's the difference. Yeah, they have, uh, you know, uh, I, I hate to say this, but Robert Sala is going to be head coach in the NFL in the next year or two. And I, I would hate to see him go, but he's one heck of a defensive mastermind. He's taken that team from one of the worst defensive performances a year ago to one of the best defenses in the league. It's absolutely insane. Let's move over to here, the NFC North. Very contested here. We have the Packers 8-2, and two, the Vikings 8-3. and three. This is a heck of a battle here. Who do you like here, Fro? This is tough, but... Uh... You got to go with the quarterback, Aaron Rodgers. Go Pack Go. I'm actually going Vikings. Uh, uh, that team is actually on fire. I'm not a Kirk Cousin fan. If you know me, anyone like a Kirk Cousin and Alex Smith, quarterbacks like that, I cannot stand. I don't think they can win much, but down the stretch here, I like the Vikings. I like their schedule post the Packers. I think they get it done. This is going to be fun. The Vikings are on by this week. The Packers are about to get lost to the 49ers. Sunday night primetime football, baby. Eight and three locked up to NFC North. We'll see how this uh, pans out. NFC South, Saints pretty much have this locked up at eight and two. The Panthers five and five behind them. But that's it for this week's We Know Fantasy podcast. My name is Nate with We Know Fantasy. You can be found on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at We Know Fantasy. Fro, where can the people find you? Find me on Twitter at Fantasy Fro. I'll be back Monday with the Waiver Wire Wishlist podcast. And tomorrow, I guess well, that will be Thursday, the We Know Fantasy Contributors podcast will be out as well. Uh, visit We Know Fantasy. We, we, uh, visit WeKnowFantasy.com for some more fantasy football content. Until next week, guys, we'll see you then. Peace.